Hello, this is Severin Henderson back again for another episode of Department 3C Presents a Podcast. This is going to be the part two of an episode that I originally recorded with my friend Michael Spencer. Um, reason we had to go to a two-parter is because we had so much fun just recording and putting the episode down. He had a lot of great stuff to say, a lot of positivity, and we just felt like it couldn't all fit into one podcast, so we made it into two. So one episode to come out, then you check out the other episode, and please get back to us with feedback. Tell me what you think. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the episode. she was like i don't even know if it was a nurse <laughs> i think they just sent like environmental into my room to go go check that guy's vitals we don't even care about this guy right now you know not that they didn't care they they cared but um you know it just so then of course i get on in my own head and in my own emotions and feels and i start looking up because i've heard stories like in the in the field in the paramedic world and fire service world you hear like crazy stories all the time yeah, right yeah so i start googling Heart transplant stories. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I start finding the craziest the ass. Worst stories. Horrible stories. that, And, like, little ones, like, oh, a heart transplant recipient was right-handed. Now they're left-handed. And they found out that the <laughs> left hand. did you a favor. No, well, like, I'm telling so, so then, like, but then, like, you got to worry about going into the rabbit hole. Because once you start with these stories, it's like, oh, I got to read another one. Like, oh, I got one person, it was like, they hated pineapple, and now they love pineapple. They yeah. eat pineapple on their pizza now. They love pineapple. Like, but it was, and then they find out that the heart, they got the heart from someone that was like a pineapple farmer from wherever. You know what I mean? Like, so then, listen to this. I hear, I read this story, right? It's out of the UK, and I think it's still online. I'm sure it's still online. But I'm, I'm sitting in my ICU bed, and I'm reading this, right? It's like 11 o'clock at night. I can't sleep anyway. I'm reading this story, and the story is, it's about a double murder, a double suicide, or a, a murder-suicide, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy, he gets a heart transplant. He's married, has kids. They've married for 40 years, whatever, this and that, in love mm -hmm. with his, his wife. Their kids are grown. Just an awesome, awesome family, right? Mm -hmm. Guy needs a heart transplant, gets a heart transplant, right? All of a sudden, he murders his wife and kills himself, right? His mm -hmm. kids lose their mind. Why did dad kill mom? Dad killed himself. What happened? This and that, whatever, this and that. So the kids investigate where they get the heart from, right? Mm -hmm. Heart became available from a suicide victim. Mm -hmm. So they look into it, and the suicide victim was a murder-suicide, right? Thank you. See? Yes. <laughs> yes. So then I'm like, oh, my God. That's it. That's all I need. That's all I need to see. Like, no. So my nurse comes in in the morning, and I'm like, read this. And I hand her my phone, and she's like scrolling and scrolling, reading me. And you can see she's just like, you idiot. Yes. Like, what are you doing? So she like, she's got my phone in my hand now, right? So she's like, well, guess what? You lost all phone privileges now. <laughs> and she takes my phone away. But I'm like, it doesn't matter because I already read the story. I already know it. So like, let's get crazy for a second, right? This is this is my mentality. This is my thinking on this, right? Is that, so being paramedics, you know, we know that your cardiac cells are different from every other cell, right? Your cardiac cells 
are they they're different from your smooth your muscles all the other stuff right because yes. they have this ability called automaticity right so automaticity in cardiac cells means they could create their own spark right. right so that's what makes that little wave pattern of your uh are you of your um atrium and your ventricles and all yeah yes right it's it's so it's it's Completely different than any other cell in your body, any other muscle cell in our body, right? That's billions of cells in our body, right? Why is the heart so special? Why mm. is the heart so specific? Well, to me, it's because I don't, I don't want to get into religion by any means or whatever, but to me, that's our soul. Okay. That is where our soul gives our body energy, okay. right? So to me, it's like, man, getting a new heart is bringing someone else's energy into me. Right, bring someone else's ability I feel you on to that. start that heart. Right, yeah. So I believe these stories of like, yeah, the little things of like your right hand or this net, because yeah. I truly believe that that person's energy is attached to the heart. You uh, know what I mean? Like I other, can, I might have been on the road to needing a new liver one day. You know what I mean? Maybe a kidney <laughs> or something. You know, and I, I would have taken it. Yeah, you know what? Throw a new liver at me. Like let's get this party started again. You know, but like the heart is wild to me right because of that because it could generate its own spark Mm -hmm. where does that come from it comes from our soul man you Mm -hmm. know so i was just set on like i don't i mean if i if i were to code and i were to you know go under like do like i said do whatever you gotta do to save me but it's like if i'm still conscious and i could still make a decision like how about we just like that wasn't the one you wanted to make let's let's just hold off on let's see how because, like, I truly believe that the human body is amazing, right? And I know that I, I probably wasn't doing everything proper for my body. I probably wasn't doing everything as healthy as I could be, right? Right. So I, I felt so amazing on the medications in the hospital. Like, let's let's just let the body, let's give the body time to recover. I'm not going anywhere. I was on, they put my bed, they turned an alarm on my bed. Mm-hmm. That if I attempted to get off my bed, an alarm would sound. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even get off my bed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm tied in. I got two IVs. I have eight different medications coming. I got four on this side, four on this side. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. let's just hold off on the LVAD, hold off on the, you know, the heart transplant. Let's just see how the human body works, mm-hmm. right? So thankfully, they're like, my cardiologist, like, he loved me and hated me at this time, right? Because, like, I was making, like, conscious decisions, but I was also, like, going against everything that he said. You know what I mean? And, like, I didn't have, I didn't really have family, right? My mom passed away. She was Mm -hmm. my number one. Uh, My father and I don't have a relationship. My sister and I aren't really on good terms either. So it wasn't like I had somebody in there being like, no don't listen to this idiot do this do this do this and that you know and it was me so Mm -hmm. i'm like look and you know they all try to say like you know you've there's a lot that's happened right now you're going under a lot of stress like maybe you're not thinking correctly and i'm like no 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 don't pull that jedi mind tricking (laughs) me i'm making conscious decisions i know what's going on like let's just just pump the brakes on throwing a dead person's heart Heart in right so my cardiologist like i said is frustrated but He's an amazing human being. And he's like, all right, let's 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 see. He goes, I'm not saying that you're denying the heart transplant. He's like, I'm just saying we're going to alter our, you know, our, our route of, you know, helping you, right? He's like, but he goes, this all depends on an MRI tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He goes, you got to take an R, we got to get an MRI for you. He's like, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how, you know, from the original, uh, uh, CT scan and the uh, echocardiogram. Yeah. To we gotta see an MRI, right? I go, oh, cool, awesome. We're gonna have a great night. I'm gonna 
rest. I'm, I'm hopefully I get my phone privileges back so I can like text people and <laughs> At stuff. At least do something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, and then tomorrow we're going to hit it. We're going to get our MRI done. It's going to be a great day, you know, whatever. So, so now this is like three days in the ICU now. So, um, I've lost weight. My, you know, my, my pressure and my heart rate have like kind of normalized a little bit. Um, I just feel amazing, you know, this and that. So like today is going to be a good day, right? I wake up, uh, you know, my nurses come in and stuff. They're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Our game plan is going to be since you haven't been off of the hospital bed for three days, we're going to get you up. We're going to let you take a lap around the floor, the uh, the ICU floor, and then we're going to get you ready. We're going to go to the uh, MRI. I go, this is awesome. Hell yes. Like I was ready to get up off the bed right then and there. And they're like, just wait, you know, whatever. So like uh, a few nurses come around. It's like, probably noon now they're like all right how do you feel you feel like you want to take a walk right i'm like yeah absolutely i want to take a walk i want to take a walk since i got in here Mm -hmm. so i get up i got two you know two iv poles next to me uh four ivs uh, four drugs in each one eight total uh they give me like the little geriatric walker um and the craziest thing is like you don't think three days is a long time but i was like holy crap like i forgot how to walk like it was wild. Wow. Like I literally was like, I had to make a conscious effort on trying to like, yeah. oh my God, like move my legs again. Like it was, cr- it was crazy. But I did a lap. I'm like, man, this is the best day ever. I got to walk. Like yeah. I'm not on bed or on bed <laughs> lockdown. Listen, that is great. So then, all right, next order of business for the day is this MRI, right? All right. Oh, this is awesome. Cool. Now they're like, all right, you're ready for you, um, for your MRI. So we're going to go down, get you your MRI, you know, this and I go, cool, man. It's around like five o'clock now, right? So I go, I meet the, uh, who does the MRIs? Radiologist? Not yes. Radiologist? Yeah. Meet the radiologist, meet the tech. The tech's like some young kid, like you know, 18, 19 year old kid, real nice guy. Radiologist is a good dude. You know, they're telling me all this stuff, whatever. This is this. They're like, all right, so we're going to give you this dye. And the dye is to, you know, do this with your heart, illuminate, you whatever. This yeah. Yeah. They're like, are you allergic to anything? I go, I'm not. Not that I know of. I'm not allergic to any medications. I'm not allergic to any, you know, whatever. Not that I know of. They're like, all right, great. So they're telling you. Now, mind you, I'm 280 pounds. I'm going into this MRI machine. Mm-hmm. I got a paralyzed right arm, right? Mm-hmm. So I got this contraption on my right arm. I'm massive. I'm trying to get into this little torpedo chute, right? Yeah. But I don't care. I'm not sitting in an ICU bed right now. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. I got to walk around. This is the best day ever, right? Yeah. So it's like I said, it's at 5 o'clock, right? So the radiologist goes, Mike, what? Um, do you want to listen to some music? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Of course I do. Like, <laughs> I haven't listened to music in days, like, because you're not allowed to. And I took my, they took, took my, my phone, phone away because I kept <laughs> fucking Googling stupid stuff. Like, yes, I want to listen to this. So he's like, what radio station do you want to listen to? So I'm like, oh, what time is it? He's like, oh, it's, you know, 4.55 or whatever. It's not like, well, B96. I go, because I knew the 5 o'clock traffic jam was on, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just knew it's going to be constant. Me just boom, 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 whatever. Like, let's do this. I'm having the best day ever. I'm out of the hospital bed. I'm walking around like, let's go. I'm in a torpedo shoot now. Turn on B96. Let me just zone out for, you know, he's like, oh, it'll probably take about a half hour. Okay. I go, all right. So my IV's in my left hand. And he tells me, he goes, when he goes, I'll, I'll let you know. He's like, we're going to do a couple, you know, a couple minutes worth of just initial scans. He's like, and then I'll let you know when the diet that we uh, administer the IV die, right? Mm-hmm. Or the, uh, yeah, whatever die. Yeah, and your IV die. So I go, all right, cool. You know, so he starts and, you know, if you've ever been in an MRI, it's so loud. It's just like that. Bah, 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 bah. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So then he goes, all right, all right, Mike, we're going to uh, administer the diet. Let me know how you feel. I go, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So he goes, you might feel weird. You might feel a little tingling. You might feel cold, right? Cold. So I go, all right, cool. 
I'm expecting cold in my hand, right? So I hear a little buzz from the machine. You know, it's probably the pump or whatever this night. And the, the fluid goes in. And my hand lights on fire, right? And I go, ooh. I go, that's not cold. He said cold, right? And this burning sensation just is traveling up my left arm, right? Traveling up my left bicep now. Traveling up my right sh- or my left shoulder, right? Uh-huh. It hits my chest, and it feels like I got hit in the chest with a flaming baseball bat. Holy. My whole chest crap. lights on fire. I take a deep breath in, and I feel like when I was a chubby little kid, I had asthma, right? And I would have asthma attacks every now and then. I would feel that, like, you know, like that you can't breathe, right? It feels like I have, like, an instant asthma attack, mm-hmm. right? Then it sh- the burning travels up my neck and hits oh my, my face. Oh, my God. And it feels oh. like I have my face just lights on fire, and it feels like I have bees in my nose, right? And all I could do is I start sneezing. So I'm locked in this tube. I'm like 208 pounds. This fucking ma- just, massive dude. Choo, now choo, I'm choo. on fire. <laughs> I can't breathe, and I'm just sneezing. <laughs> so the the I remember I hear the cardiologist or the radiologist come on. He goes, Mike, are you okay? Mike, are you okay? And I'm just sneezing. And I finally stop, and I go. I don't think I'm okay. And he goes, what? And I start sneezing and sneezing. And then I remember taking a deep breath in and it felt like my lungs closed. I go, get me out of here now. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh my God. Okay, 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 Mike, hold on. Okay, Mike. And it's like, it feels like it's like molasses coming out of that damn MRI Mm because it's so slow. You know, like I'm like, get me out of here I remember I was laying on the table and I remember the tech coming and looking at my face. Now it feels like my face is on fire, right? But it feels like just everything is pressure. My chest is on fire. My nose is on fire. And it feels like I start to like kind of squint a little bit. I'm not, I'm not squinting. My the room face is squinting, face, yeah. right? Swelling so now, up. Yeah. But then you're thinking in the moment, like what is happening? Like what, what is going on? And I remember seeing the tech's face. He looks over and he goes, Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, oh my god I go what the Now I can't talk Right Like my mouth Is like swelling dude So now I'm like What do you mean And you just so Getting worse like, and worse Yeah So yeah, they're like oh, move yeah. like, So they move me over Right And it was like You know Like I could care less They could have grabbed my arms And moved me over They dragged me over They pull me into Back into the The room Whatever the snat And he goes He goes God I, I don't really know What's happening at this point Right Like I'm I'm kind of like Out of it Like you know What is happening This and that And I hear You know You guys all understand What this means And you know People listen Might understand What this means too But I hear Code blue MRI Code blue mm-hmm. MRI Code blue MRI So of course My Dumb ass goes Oh shit! Someone screwed in there, <laughs> and I think to myself, "I'm like, oh my oh, god, I'm the code blue in MRI. I'm the code blue. Like, I remember there was no other patients in the MRI room when I'm in here. They called, they just called the code blue on me. Yes. So then I hear like they're yelling at each other. This net. I'm like, oh my god, I'm having an allergic reaction yeah. to this dye. Are you kidding me right now? So then I hear, you know, I hear more doctors coming in. Now I can't see. My eyes are legit swollen shut mm-hmm. and I'm like I feel like I'm breathing through a straw, right? So now I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Think back to training, right? Firefighter training. Like thinking like, okay, I, I could I could I could not breathe. Like I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Like skip breathing. So yep. skip breathing. So now I'm trying to skip breathe, right? Yep. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Are you kidding me? So then of course I hear like one familiar voice. I hear my nurse and she yells, is that 
that my Michael? Is that my Michael? And I'm like, oh my God, my nurse is here. Thank God she's here. Like, she'll save me. But then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die from an allergic reaction. All the shit that I've done in my life. Everything else. All the fires I've been in, all the car wrecks, all the heart failure, all this stuff. (laughs) Allergic reaction is going to kill me? An allergen? No way. I'm not going out like this. Like, you got to be kidding me, man. So she's yelling. Where's your crash car? Where's your crash car? Where are your drugs at? This and that. I remember the kid, like, I heard the kid say, like, oh, 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 the tackle box. And I'm like, yeah, the tackle box, motherfucker. Get the tackle box now. So he's like, oh, it's right over here. You know, this and that. Now doctors are coming in. I feel people touching me, grabbing me, this and that. Like, people are trying to, like, open my eyes, and my eyes are not opening. Like, I was so swollen shut. So I remember someone saying, where's his IV? Where's his IV? And I remember I was just able to do all I could think of, like, how am I going to help in uh, any way shape or form point i just to you? Well, i remember i lifted my arm up i just lifted my hand up i had an iv in my left hand like uh-huh. here's my iv do something like throw some something in there you know There's some benadryl something yeah something. so yeah. they hit they hit me with like 50 milligrams of benadryl and i remember my nurse saying mike i'm gonna put benadryl you're gonna feel better you know this and that and then that's the cold sensation now now i'm like oh my god that should have been the original cold sensation yeah. before you gave me the death die then yeah. you know so then i feel that so then i feel i don't feel good but i don't feel any worse at this point right uh-huh. so i know like okay maybe it stopped right i was waiting for like the epi like maybe maybe give me a little sub Q epi yeah. maybe let's go all the bells nah, and whistles. That'd take too long. Well, that <laughs> and plus like with my heart, they don't want to give me epi with my heart and all that stuff. So I was kind of like, all right, so it's the only Benadryl. So I remember like now, it stopped. It stopped getting worse, and I could start breathing a little bit easier. And all I remember is like she asked, she goes, Mike. She goes, Mike, Mike. You know, I remember feeling her hand on my head, and she goes, Are you okay? And I go, Fuck no. <laughs> Like, what is happening? She's like, oh, my God. She starts laughing. She goes, what is happening? I'm like, I don't know. know? So then I remember, uh, like, uh, respiratory techs came in and stuff like that. I mean, the whole, the the Code Blue team was there, you know. And uh, I remember somebody asking me, do you need anything? Like, do you want water? Do you want this? I go, can I get a breathing treatment? Like, I I still couldn't breathe. Like, give me some albuterol. I got to open my lungs up, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So I remember I had, I was barely able to, like, lift my open my fat lips up to put the neb in right and i just i didn't even have to hold it like i just let the neb sit there my eyes were i was like pulling my eyes like open to try to see people i couldn't see anybody this night that's so awesome that you knew what to ask for it was crazy well yes it's like again like you know just enough to scare the hell out of you but like no not enough to whatever but yeah so i was like i just i just want to be able to breathe like like it was those and it could have been 30 seconds the whole thing it felt like two and a half hours you know what i mean yeah, but it was just you. Yeah, yeah so it was so nice that okay my face hurt so bad because i was so swollen and i like but i'm not getting any worse and my the breathing treatment was helping this and that so my nurse is like we're gonna be here from i gotta chart all this i gotta die i go yeah I go, i'm not going anywhere where do you want me to go like you kidding me i was having the best day ever i was listening to the, the five o'clock traffic jam Up and then wham bam i get hit with this allergy and you son of a <laughs> you know so i'm just sitting there just thinking to myself i'm like you gotta be kidding me like are you for real right now like I this is love, love, love how you went back to training. I mean, that was like you said, let me skip breathe. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> let me well, yeah, because I thought like out. I know we could I could get through this. I know what to do. I know what to do. I don't need to take huge deep breaths in. I try to cool myself off, like calm my thinking down. I'm like, Dude. skip breathing, skip breathing, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never done sk- at least I never did skip breathing in a fire. That's I'm like, dope. I'll, that's, I'll do it now. I'll that's skip what's breathing up. now, man. That's you know? what's up. So we so she's like, all right, whatever. We're done with the um 
done with the charting. She's like, I'm going to get you back upstairs, this and that. So if I get up, the, you know, she wheels me back up to the ICU room. And, of course, like, all the other nurses are in the, my ICU room. And they're like, oh, my God, we heard code blue MRI. And we're like, Mike's in MRI. I'm like, it was me, it was me. But I can't talk because my lips are so swollen and this and that. So, yeah. so they put me back, you know, hooked me back up to the ICU room. I remember one nurse was leaving for the night. She always come by and say goodnight to me. And she, I remember she walked in, and she was, like, she was a pretty good-looking nurse. She walked in, and she goes, Oh, my God. I go, what? She goes, your poor face. I'm like, what's wrong with my face? Because no one said anything. You know what I mean? She goes, it's so swollen. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? You know, she goes and gets an ice pack, right? Fills like one of the uh, bags of ice up this night. She goes, just, she goes, I'm leaving. She's like, I'll see you tomorrow. Just put this on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm going to sit here with an ice pack on my face now. Like, what is happening? What is happening? So then, like, you know, obviously MRI was out. So yeah, now my yeah. cardiologist comes in the next morning. He goes, what did you do in MRI? He's like, what? I get a page that, you know. I go, what do you mean what did I do? I laid in the tube. I go, my big ass barely fit in the thing. You and broke the entire system. Yeah. So he's <laughs> just like, he's like, this is ridiculous. We should, you should be in, in this, 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 net. And now, like, uh, nothing is happening. Nothing's working right. I go, yeah. I go, but. But how am I doing? Like, how am I, you know, did that screw anything up? I go, did that die, you know, mess with my heart anymore? Did, you know, this and that? Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. no. He's like, you know, we're going to run a whole new set of tests today, this and that, whatever. So, obviously, MRI is now off the table. So, now we got to revisit the conversation of, you know, what um, are we going to do? Are mm -hmm. we doing this elevator? Are we going to move forward with the elevator? Are we just going to, you know, kind of let your body heal and this and that? So, so we were able to revisit the conversation, and, like, it, it was nice uh, that, we went with, let's just see how the body works. Right. So I'm 33, you know, like I'm, I already said I'm med compliant. Like at that point I actually quit drinking prior to this. Um, mm -hmm. that's a funny story too. Um, you know, like anything in the fire service, drinking is all over everything. Right. So yeah. I definitely partook in that. Um, but throughout starting to feel sick, starting to feel ill, you know, getting in trouble with booze and stuff like that. Like I thought to myself, you know what, I got to quit drinking until I figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I'll, you know, start back up or we'll, we'll, whatever, we'll figure it out back then. And I was actually the last time I ever had a drink. It was actually recent. It was, uh, November 13th of 2013, right? Okay. 11, 13, 13. So I remember I was still hung over from going out for a bears game. Bears played the lions on Sunday and I had a date on Wednesday. So I met this lady at uh, just this, like, dive bar on Western Avenue, or on Milwaukee, right off of, like, uh, where I live. And uh, I remember I just felt so sick. I'm like, well, I just feel horrible. I remember I got some, like, who knows, some microbrew, whatever you mm -hmm. find on some dive bar on Milwaukee Avenue, you yeah, know. Yeah. And I remember taking a sip, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I feel horrible. I need to quit drinking, right? Like, I got to stop drinking. I figure out what's going on with my life, like this, this, and that. And I felt bad because it was the first date. So the whole time the lady's telling me stories and stuff and talking, and the whole time I'm just sitting here looking at this pint of beer, and I'm, like, sipping it, just being like, I need to – I'm done. This like, I, yeah. I can't. I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore, right? Little did I know, like, what I was walking into. But so, so then, um, you know, every cardiologist – also asked me how long did I smoke for? How long have you smoked for? Mm -hmm. And um, 
I said I never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. I have no idea why. I never picked up smoking as a habit, but they that was their number one thing. And I I was I was kind of boasting that you know I'm like oh you know I quit drinking in November too you know like, like we're not worried about they're that. like we don't care about like we don't care congratulations but we don't care about that I'm like no no but but I quit drinking too like you know, yeah. like, oh, look how good I am <laughs> so um you know luckily I was able to have the conversation with my cardiologist like look like I'm I'm gonna be focused on my life about my health about everything trust me like yeah. if i make it out of here alive i'm gonna change everything if you guys don't take me out with allergies well right yeah yeah as long as <laughs> i don't have to go back in that mri tube <laughs> and you put that poison in me i'm gonna do everything i can for myself you know right right so we're, i was very fortunate i i did five days in the icu and then i my labs and stuff like that recovered enough to where um you know, they're like, all right, we're going to we're gonna transfer you. Like, there's nothing more we can do for you in the ICU. We'll transfer you to uh, cardiac floor. So I got transferred to the cardiac floor, which is amazing because now I'm able to get up. I'm able to use the washroom. Like, I had a private room, and I had a bathroom in my room. I thought that was the greatest thing ever, you know. And um, I, I uh, you know... Being transferred there, like it was, it was nice. The nurses were amazing when they wheeled me out, like they were playing music and stuff. Like it was real cool. So I got into my cardiac floor, and it was real. I mean, it was co a completely different experience because now it was just pretty much just like we're just gonna watch you. You know what I mean? Like ICU was like we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do this, we're gonna you know whatever. Now cardiac floor is like we're just gonna see, we're gonna see how you your body does with the meds and see where you go with this. So the cardiac floor was real chill. Um, I, I spent five days on the cardiac floor and then they said, you know, we're going to, we're going to release you. We're going to send you home. So they, um, what originally what they wanted to do is they wanted to do, um, uh, implanting cardiac defibrillator and pacemaker yeah. in, in my chest, but yeah. they held off on that. And what they said, the compromise to that was, cause I really didn't, I didn't want that in my chest either. Like yeah, I, yeah. I want to have an active life for the rest of my life. Like, you know, yeah. cause I already had plans that I was going to do this. I was already going to, in my head, I was going to lose a hundred pounds and I was going to be this active guy, whatever this night little did. Was I thinking of like, you know, how sick I really was. Like I already had a game plan and I'm like, man, a game plan. Like, I can't have a uh, inclinic uh, defibrillator and a pacemaker. Defibrillator. Like, right. You know, I'm single. What if I meet a nice young lady and I got to explain that to her? Like, yeah. that's creepy. Like, yeah. you know, you don't want to do that. So, the compromise to that was that I had to wear a life pack for like nine months. So a life pack is an external defibrillator. Mm -hmm. So what it is, is it's, it's pretty much a bra with electro like electrodes and defibrillation pads mm -hmm. and a battery pack that I had to walk around with for uh, all day, 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Like I was net. The only time I was allowed to take off the life vest was for uh shower shower. Right. Yeah. So, I'm like, you know, I, at this point, I don't care. Put the bra on me. I'll wear a bra. I don't care. It looks like I got a purse, and it looks like I have, like, the bra straps on yeah, me. I'm like, yeah. this is – I'm in Chicago. Who cares? Like, yeah. people don't judge each other here. Like, it's all good. Exactly. So, like, the lady comes in, and she t explains the system to me, this and that, whatever. And she's like – she kind of briefly mentions – she's like, you know, you might get false alarms. Like, the, uh, the system will go off. She goes, you have, like, 10 seconds to disarm it. Mm -hmm. If you don't disarm it, it's going to defibrillate you. And I go – are you for real? Like the like shock me, right? And yeah. she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah. Well, I go, all right. Like, I go, what are the chances? Like, how often? I go, what if I'm asleep? She goes, that's no, what I was thinking. Yeah. If you sleep. Well, she said that the the alarm. She goes, if if right, big if it does actually happen, it's ear piercing. 
So the alarm goes off for like three or seconds, three or four seconds, and then a secondary alarm kicks in, and it's like a you siren, you right? Yeah. And then she said, "On the secondary alarm kicks in, like you get little. Uh, there's the pads have little uh, vibrators in them, they so start like, heating up. Well, it like vibrates <laughs> you, so it's kind of like a buzz, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she's like, "There's, there's literally no way you. No, can I mean, be, like heating up, like getting ready to oh, go. Yeah, because <laughs> defibrillate, it's gonna weld your chest, you know. Um, so." I was like, all right, you know, get this on, whatever this and that. So my cardiologist comes in to discharge me and stuff. And I was kind of like, um, we never, the entire time, the 10 days I was there, no one ever mentioned the blood clots again. Right. 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 So now I'm leaving and I'm on, I'm on blood thinners. I'm on, I was on eight different medications. Right. So one of them is blood thinners. So I figured like, that's what that was for the blood clots, you know, but I was like, as we're leaving, I get all these discharge paperwork, all these instructions and stuff like that. I go, you guys don't understand. Like. I'm going to change everything. Like, it's going to be, it's a whole new world. I already had the get right with God conversation multiple times in, mm-hmm. in you know, my stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's all good. But then I was like, Hey, I got, I got a question. I go, what are we doing about the blood clots? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they're kind of just like, uh, I go, all right, hold on. let me answer. I go, we'll just say like maybe in a year, if I don't throw a clot, like have a lethal, lethal PEA, have a heart attack or throw a stroke like a in my brain like we'll mm. just we'll just assume that the blood clots dissolved and they kind of were like sure yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> a, that's that's what we're gonna I go okay we got a game plan like let's go let me get me the hell out of here yeah, yeah. Uh, like Joe White came and picked me up in his in his white bronco yeah. <laughs> and got me home uh Tom Serban had my dog you know just shout out to those guys like I mean Pete Mazzone and Ed Froch those guys were such a pivotal part and all of that was going on in my life right then and there. Like I, I had some pretty incredible people that were helping me out. Um, Rich Pinsky with ignite the spirit was amazing too. He helped me out so much. Um, but yeah, so (coughs) excuse me. I, uh, I get, I get home now. Tom still had my dog. Right. And I love Capone to death. I love my dog to death, but he could be a handful of times. So Mm -hmm. like I text Tom, I was like, Hey man, would it be horrible if you just, just kept him for a couple of days so mm-hmm. I could just figure just out? Just a little while. Yeah, yeah, like let me just reacclimate to life, you know, without having this 85-pound hammerhead headbutt me all day, yeah. and, you know, jumping yeah. on me all day and stuff. And he's like, yeah, of course, you know. So so that night was pretty chill. I went to bed. The next night, uh, next day, whatever, uh, you, you know, like there was just so much going on right then in life. Like I still haven't really processed even my mom passing away. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom died holding my hand. Right. So it was like, I need to like just zone out and like take all this in. You know what I mean? Like now it's, it's, I need to evaluate my entire life, reevaluate my entire life and just absorb everything that's happened. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't really haven't had time to think about everything that's happened. Right. So it's like, Let's let's do this, you know. So it, you know, it was a good day. I chilled most of the day. You know, watched TV, kind of zoned out, whatever this and that. And then in the evening, I remember I turned the evening news on, so it was like maybe five thirty. And I get up and I walk over to the refrigerator, and all of a sudden my life vest alarm goes off. Right, so it's like bop bop bop, and I'm like, ah, ah, what the? What? Yeah. I, 
I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I feel fine, I feel fine. And then I'm like, wait, 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 what was what was I supposed to do to disarm it? Because you have to do like two different things at the same time for yeah. X amount of time yeah. to disarm it before it welds you, before it defibrillates you, right? <laughs> so I'm like grabbing this box and stuff and this and that. And I'm like, okay, okay, I gotta push these two buttons here and I gotta hold them in together. I gotta hold this and that. So I'm holding it, right? So I'm holding it, I'm holding it, I'm holding Now the secondary alarm kicks in. So now it starts screaming, wah, wah, wah. And then all the, my chest is vibrating. This yep. like, I'm doing what I was told to do. Why isn't it stopping? This and that. All of a sudden, it just kills, right? It stops. So I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What happened? I'm like, am I dying? Am I yeah. Because they're like, it will it will defibrillate you if you go into a lethal arrhythmia, right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm not in a lethal arrhythmia. I'm, out. I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. So I'm like checking my pulse and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, no, okay. So now I got to sit down because now my heart rate. Through the, through the roof. Yeah. My blood pressure must be through the roof. And now I'm terrified. Right? Yeah. I'm alone. I live alone. I don't even have my dog. Like, I can't even be like, come here, buddy. Come here and give me kisses. <laughs> you know, like, I got nothing. I'm all alone in this apartment, right? And I live in, like, an old warehouse-style building. So mm -hmm. it's, like, a creepy kind of... It can be. It could be beautiful, obviously. But it could also be, like, creepy in the right setting. Like, right. this is terrifying right now. It's dark. Yeah. It's, like, I, the news is on. So you know the news in Chicago sucks because it's all, all the just time. horrible, miserable, yeah. whatever. So now I'm like, this is so what happened? So I, I'm calling my nurse. I'm texting my nurse. I'm calling my nurse. No one's answering. I call my cardiologist. Like I call, I call his office. It's five thirty. No one's there. Like yeah. I call. He needs told me. He's like, he goes, I'm gonna give you my my cell phone for absolute emergencies only, right? And I'm like, I ain't ever gonna call you. I ain't bothering you. Nothing is an emergency to me. I'm a big tough guy. Remember, I'm a firefighter paramedic. I'm tough, right? 33 years old, I'm king of the world. <laughs> I'm calling him like a little kid. <laughs> you better answer, you son of a bitch, you better answer. Doesn't answer. I'm like, this guy, I'm calling you right back. I'm gonna double call you, I'm gonna triple call you. I will call you until your ass answers this phone, right? Yes. So he finally answers, he's like, Mike, what's wrong? I'm like, I thought the machine went off. I'm like, I'm just standing in my refrigerator, the machine goes out, he goes, he goes, he goes, whoa, 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 did you get defibrillated? I go, do you think I'd be conscious right now talking to you if I got defibrillated? I go, no, I hit the kill switch, man. I go, what happened? He's like. He goes, oh, Mike, relax. He goes, it's not a perfect science. He's like, <laughs> it goes off all the time. I go, what are you talking about? It goes off all the time. What did you put on me, ass? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you couldn't have given me a heads up? Like, look, this thing's going to go off 15 times a day. Don't worry well, about it, you know? scare you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Talk though. about terrified now, right? So now it's like I'd be at the grocery store and the machine would just start going off. Just and I'm like, off. oh, here we go again. Just hit the kill switch. No big deal. Everyone around me is like, um, what the hell just happened? It's no big deal. It's just my uh, defibrillator I got to wear. It's, it's no big deal, really. It's just my bra and no, purse. Yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> my purse that it will defibrillate me if it goes off, you know. It was crazy, man. But so then, like, uh, you know, at that point, you know, like it took a couple of days to process everything and, and try to like get a hold of, you know, everything that's going on. And uh, so like I got my dog back and now I'm like, man, I got to now I got to reevaluate my entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the, like with the fire department. So now I'm in congestive heart failure. Right. So they diagnosed me with dilated cardiomyopathy. Uh, I was an acute failure, obviously, then. Uh, now it's been a few years and now I'm just kind of uh, not kind of, but I'm I'm. I'm carried as a heart disease, heart failure patient. Uh -huh. uh, we're kind of like, you know, steady as we go. Uh, but at the time, like, you know, they still thought I was, I was very like fragile in a sense that I could be sudden. I mean, I wore the life vest cause they were afraid of sudden cardiac arrest, you right. know, anytime, anywhere, whatever. So, right. so, but this was the time now I'm like, all right, I had that get right with God conversation. And, uh, you know, like now, now it's time to start. 
You know what I mean? Like I don't get to put anything off anymore. Like now everything I said in the hospital, I was going to do, it's time to do it. So, um, you know, it, it was tough, like, um, realizing everything. I mean, my, my arm was still paralyzed. So, uh, you know, like I was told that that was a career ending injury and now I'm in congestive heart failure. And obviously, uh, you know, I was told that that is a career ending disability. Right. So, I got to think about life, right? I got to get my health on track. I got to get my physical, you know, ability on track. But now I have to start realizing that my dream is gone, right? Yeah. So now yeah. um, I, like we talked about earlier, I never had a plan B, right? And, and you know, maybe having a plan B is good in life. Maybe having a plan B is not good in life because that sets you up for failure, right? So if we don't have a plan B, it's plan A and that's it. And that's how I live my life. It's plan A and that's it, right? So I accomplished plan A. So now at 33, you know, at the time, um, with no plan B and, and not really a great outlook f with the fire department at that moment, at that time, what am I doing? What am I going to do in my life, right? And the, the problem at, at that time was that I, I didn't value myself as anything other than a Chicago firefighter paramedic. Mm -hmm. Like I, taking that away from me now, I had no identity. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Right. So I'll be honest, like, you know, I would love to say that, you know, everything's sunshine and, and roses and rainbows, whatever. But like, it was tough, man. Like it was hard to digest that. It was hard to accept that because I had, I, I didn't value anything in myself other than that. Right. So now when you take that away, what do I have inside? I had nothing. Right. right? Right. I didn't value myself for anything. So now I have to figure out uh, what am I going to do? And with a few other things going on at the time, like, uh, you know, legal stuff and department stuff and, and now this health stuff and stuff, you know, like, I, I mean, it wasn't great every day, right? right? Like I had a lot of dark days. I had a lot of dark hours. I had a lot of dark times alone um, to figure, or, you know, with my thoughts and stuff to, to, to you know, that, might not have been the best, uh, but, you know, I needed it, right? So I needed to figure out that what, what else am I going to do in my life? Like, where am I going to go with this? And um, through all those dark times and through all those dark thoughts, like, I still valued, I started to value myself. Like, I started to value myself as a human, not as a thing anymore. There like, you go. Yeah. I only valued myself as a Chicago firefighter paramedic, right? And I was there, and I was the best of the best and at the best of the best, and now that's all gone, right? So what am I now? And for a long time, I was nothing. Sorry. Nope, that's, that's, that's perfect. That's that's. It's okay. And that's exactly, this is exactly why I wanted you here. Yeah. This is it's exactly just, why I wanted you here. Because I invested so much value into something that could be taken away that I never, I never invested any value in myself. Right. And I needed to start realizing that there's more to life than that in a sense. And, and I needed to start finding who I truly was and who I truly am and, and what, um, you know, what, I was here to do and why I'm here, not what I'm here to do. I, don't, I still don't think I really know what I'm, what I'm here to do, but why I'm here and I'm here for a reason, right? Um, I think we're all here for a reason mm -hmm. and no matter what, who you are and what you are and what your story is, uh, you know, like we're all, we're all here for a reason. And I think if people value themselves more just as an individual, just as like whatever, you know, they love every day and 
put value in that instead of a title, instead of, you know, uh, something, you know what I mean? I think, I think people would start realizing that, you know, like life is pretty fucking awesome. Like life is pretty there beautiful. There you go. Like yeah. instead of, it sucks not being able to be a Chicago firefighter anymore. You know what I mean? And it was, it was amazing and stuff, but it's like, man, since then, you know, I've done things and I've accomplished things that I never would have even imagined or thought of doing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I think that's part or maybe the entire reason why I'm here right now is because like, um, you know, like I, I want to, I, I, even through those dark times, like I still always at least one day thought of something positive or thought about something good or thought about something I'm going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started working on myself day one. I changed my diet. Obviously I couldn't, I couldn't really work out. Uh, I, I didn't want to work out a lot because I was scared of my heart. Right? Yeah, you, you got to. So I would do little things, little workouts, whatever this net. And I, uh, you know, it was it was all diet. A ton was diet. So I downloaded like calorie counter apps and food apps and stuff like that. And I just said, you know what? Like anything I do, I go full throttle. That's like, usually. So you should get fire away yeah, no matter right, what yeah. we do. You know do, what I mean? Like we whatever. Pick it up. Like, that's it. We're Doesn't gonna go. We're gonna go. What we do? Yeah, full, full throttle. throttle, right at it. So I was like, you know Drinks what? You now, owe me a coke. Yeah, I need <laughs> coke. coke. Too much sugar. Man. You can't drink. <laughs> Zero. So yeah, there you go. So it's like that's where like this started. Like I was gonna start my diet, and my diet. You know, I started portion control. I started doing this. I started doing that. And I started watching every single thing I I ate because of my heart now, right? And it. I saw by weeks by days like I was losing weight I was losing you know three pounds a week four pounds a week 5.4 pounds was the most I lost 1.3 pounds was the least I lost but it was every week and I'm like this is it this is what I gotta do now this mm -hmm. is what I gotta focus on now mm -hmm. you know and throughout that um I started working out uh proper you know intelligently not just lifting as heavy as I could throwing dumb weight around to be big and stuff being big and strong I started working out properly like you know I went and I got, we talked about this a few times, uh, you know, I became a, a certified personal trainer with National Academy of Sports Medicine right. because I wanted to learn. I didn't want to just work out. I wanted to learn why am I working out the way I'm working exactly. out, right? And just like, just like we talked about it, I want to learn everything about it. So I became an NASM CPT. And then I've, I randomly just one day I showed up to a core power yoga mm -hmm. and I thought I needed a new physical challenge because I can't lift can't go heavy anymore. Yeah, yeah yeah so what am i who am i this bald headed covered in tattooed meathead <laughs> walks into a core power like i don't know anybody that does yoga i never met somebody that did yoga i walk into core power yoga i'm like hey i want to take a yoga class you know mm -hmm. uh, awesome community very nice community and they you know they invite me in and i fall in love with yoga so yeah. of course like i am i want to learn everything i can do full learn throttle about yoga i go and go to yoga teacher training you there know you so go. now i'm a registered yoga teacher 200 hour cert you know what i mean like let's do this you mm -hmm. know so i became a i got a job as a personal trainer at you know a, a big name gym in the city i did that for a little bit you know and it's like I, if i could use my story to help somebody else like let's do it let's get on board can you, know you? Just say like, 280. Well, I know. Yeah, 280. Now. <laughs> now, you know, I got down to like 153 pounds. I was too, little, little too light. Little too small. Little too small. Yeah. So then I, now I'm at like 170 now. So I'm still 110 pounds down like yes. from from what I was. I'm maintaining, I think, well at this, you know. That's but I'm still awesome. crazy about crazy about my diet, my meals. You know, I do get crazy. Actually, Sundays are my cheat meals now. So after that Now, show, what's I'm the gonna, cheat meal? 
I mean, like sometimes we get crazy, you know. I mean, crazy, I'll, like I mean, I could put a whole pizza away. I'm not okay. Scared of, there I you mean, go. I'm not, I'm not scared of that. A All big, right, a big day. burger and fries, you know, whatever. I but, see you with the burgers. I, I do. See yeah, that. yeah, but but the that's thing, like. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's like that's like my that's like, the crazy one night out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what's up. It's just. Maybe make maybe I'll make a giant plate of nachos tonight. I don't know, bro. The, it's the possibilities are endless. The um, sushi rolls that you make that's are good. off the chain. That's fun. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? That's the one thing we we still have to get to and and talk about. We gotta get. We gotta talk about this art. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're an artiste right. when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to that chefing and you um, making right. those nice plates and they look phenomenal. But really, as an artist and you have that creative side, you said that's kind yeah. of something your mother wanted to push you towards. Right, right. Tell me about your art. So art started, I mean, as I was a kid, I used to love to draw, right? Like I would draw comic book heroes, comic characters, like I loved it, right? And then I went, you know, like I took art class in high school because it was a uh, you know, uh, prerequisite to graduate, whatever. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember my art teacher loved all of my art. Like he, I'll never forget him, Mr. Abbott. The guy was a riot. Um, and I remember he he wanted me to uh, in or, or submit my my work in like the District Two Fourteen, like you know, art contest. Right? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I'm a big tough guy, right? I'll just keep referring. Referencing that because I'm such that, a big tough guy. I have a, so, I have a surprise for you at the at the end. You can tell me I'm a big tough guy. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just saying, like be like I can't. I've n never had a more tough guy on the show than me. That's cool. Just gotta wait to the end. I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, I played all the sports. I was in football, wrestled, did track and shot put. I remember the first time I threw a discus, I qualified for the uh, uh, whatever. The and you used to be a big pickup guy. For no strength, because like oh, yeah, I remember like when I, I would see you love, out, yeah. like oh hey, oh yeah, bear hugs, man. Like I'm still, I'm still a bear hug, and like and pick I me was, up and swing yeah, me around. Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> like the you know the 1996 bear hug champion of the Midwest. There you, know you go. I mean? like, yeah, yeah. So Husky division because I was a chubby kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, so I always played sports and stuff, and I was with all the teams and stuff. So art was kind of like my little escape from everybody right like no one knew i didn't share it with anybody like mm -hmm. i it was my own little thing right mm -hmm. so to have my art teacher want to to submit my pieces and work into that was like no 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 that's cool it's cool you know like mm -hmm. i don't want to do that because like that's my own little secret thing right so i remember one day he um one day he uh we, we it was like one of the last days of class and he had this like easel set up and this board set up and he had a sheet over it and he came in and he was just like oh he was so excited he's like oh my god i want to tell everybody he's like we have a winner in our class That's what's he's up. like you know we submitted or i submitted multiple works to the district 214 you know art challenge blah, blah, whatever this night he's like we have a, oh my god like out of everybody we have a winner mm -hmm. and i was thinking to myself like what nerd in here won this <laughs> like all these like art people come in there like they love art mm -hmm. right they live and breathe art you know and me i was like i had my football jersey on like you know whatever I'm a big tough guy so he flips the sheet up and i'm like oh man i'm like that's mine and I'm like, oh my yeah, that's two of mine. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, you son of a <laughs> I told you no. Like, I told you. And he's like, it's Michael Spencer. I'm so excited. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> I'm like, this is stupid. You know, oh, why'd you do this? I don't want to do this. And then, like, you know, like, oh, you could see other kids in class are like, oh my God, this guy's such an ass. <laughs> 
stupid meathead knows how to draw. Like, screw him. Like, I live and breathe art. I put my soul All into right. this. And and he just, he's just this, here for show. Yeah, he's here's just hanging out. Idiot that likes to get punched in the head. <laughs> stupid guy doesn't even can't even spell art, you know. And I'm like, oh, it's awesome. So, I actually won. Uh, with that, like, I won an opportunity to draw for the admissions board with uh, the Art Institute. But because, you know, I I had my goal, I had my plan A in life, I was like, nah, I'm like, Art Institute ain't for me. Like, mm-hmm. what, are the, what is Art Institute, Art Institute going to do for me, right? I'm going to be a big Chicago firefighter, mm-hmm. man. I'm going to be this badass, right? I don't need that. So then I decided to go to the University of Iowa. And then we know how that played out because yeah. we talked about that. But uh, so – now I have all this time on my hands, right? So I wanted to just pick up painting. I wanted to, like, you know, being in the city of Chicago and not just, like, living in the city but working for the city, we all know how much the Chicago flag means to us, right? Yes. Not not just us, but the people here, uh, you know, the stars mean something. The blue lines mean something. Everything means something. It's so it's so cool, I think, and and so many people relate to this the Chicago flag. I mean, guys get it tattooed on them. Guys have it hanging in their, you know, living rooms and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I got to get into a hobby in, in a sense. Uh, I'm going to start painting the Chicago flag. So I started with just like little 24-inch by 8-inch canvases. And I painted the Chicago flag lines and I did the stars. And I posted on my Instagram and Facebook at the time. I, um and people would be like, oh, my God, I'll take that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, get out of here. Really? You want mm-hmm. something I painted? Get out of here. All right. It I'm going to do another one. Watch this. Well, I'm going to do, do another one. So then I remember I was on Joe's boat. It was actually July 4th. I took a picture of this. We were out on Lake Michigan, and I took a picture of the skyline. And it was like a silhouette pic because the sun was going down, and the buildings just looked so cool, right? I remember taking a picture on my phone. And this was obviously years prior. And I looked at it and I go, man, I go, I bet I could paint that one day. Mm-hmm. Right. So now fast forward to this. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a bigger, a bigger canvas and I'm going to paint the skyline. So I, I looked at it and like, you know, as a kid, I was able to look at a comic book hero and just draw it, right. Mm-hmm. Just freehand, eyeball it, draw it, whatever in the snet. So I'm like, I think I could do this. So I'm on my phone and I got the canvas and I just sketched the buildings out on the canvas and I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Like, let's paint. And it was just solid black, mm-hmm. like just black building. And then I did like the gold or yellow behind it as a sun, sunset. Mm-hmm. Listen, that I remember I posted a picture of it. And I remember someone's like, oh, it's so cool. Like, oh, I'll buy it. Let me buy that from you. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, wait a second. You want to give me money for that? Like, <laughs> for real? All right. You know, sure. Yeah. Come on. By, for reals? Know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like just acrylics. Like, I didn't, I didn't do anything crazy. It was just acrylic paint, you know, acrylics dry in like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And I'm done. I'm like, you can come over and pick it up anytime you want like it's ready to go yeah let me sign it because i'm this big artist you know like and you know like artists. i said you're an artiste yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah right that still makes just weird you know so then like as we were talking about anything that i got into and we get into in the the firefighter mentality is like i will let's see where i could go with it like mm-hmm. let's learn let's learn a little bit let's let's go with it you know and let's see how far i could go so i did a lot of like skylines and I wanted to get, now I want to get like, well, let's see if I could add some like dimension into the building instead of just flat black. Like let's, let's get some dimension into it. And Mm -hmm. all right, now I'm going to do this. And then I kept getting people sending me requests for like, um, Oh, can you paint my dog? Or, oh, can you paint a portrait of a family member that passed away mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And I was always like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's what real artists do. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to paint buildings 
maybe I'll throw the Chicago flag behind it and like that's it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't well, I'm not getting crazy, you know what I mean? Cuz I'm not an artist, you know. So like in my mentality, in my mind. Say. So then I was like finally one I'm day I'm here I, to tell you you, you are. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> you, man. But then one day I'm like, you know, uh I started doing pieces for uh charities, like Ignite the Spirit for mm-hmm. for the silent auctions and stuff like that. So one charity that I used to volunteer for uh is called Tickled Pink. It was uh it is a breast cancer awareness charity. Um uh, obviously with my mom passing away from cancer, cancer research and can- anything I could do to help cancer funding uh is huge to me right Right. so um i i was asked to do a painting for it and the my friend asked uh can you do a portrait and i was like well you know what f it i'll try i'll see what i could do like maybe how about marilyn monroe yep i saw that one yeah Yeah. and she's like oh my god absolutely you know so i go all right cool so i it was acrylic and it was nothing i mean i think it was nothing special you know i really i really liked andy warhol uh, mm-hmm. Growing up, like as a kid, I liked Warhol. I liked Vincent Van Gogh, right? So I was like, well, you know what? I think I could do a, a Warhol esque kind of silhouette, kind of Marilyn Monroe piece, right? So let's do this. So I did that, and I think I think it looked pretty good. And I remember I went to Tickle Pink's um, like headquarters or whatever office, and I remember I was dropping it off. So the event was, you know, whatever next weekend or some some whatever this night, and uh, I remember the lady that came to the door. Uh, my friend wasn't there. She was off doing whatever. Uh, so she's like, oh, ask for so-and-so. This and I go, oh, cool. So the lady answered the door, and I go, hey, what's up? My name is Michael. I'm, I'm dropping off a gift for the silent auction. So she goes, oh, okay, what do you got? So I hand it to her, and it was just like a 20 by 20, nothing crazy. This and that. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, this is amazing. She goes, where'd you get this? I go, get it. I go, I didn't get it anywhere. I, I did, did it. it. <laughs> and she goes, wait a second. She goes, you? You did this? And then I was kind of like, what are you trying to say, lady? Right. Like, what, what, is that, what does that mean? Like, because I'm just some meathead-looking dude? I can't, I can't do that? You yeah. Know? And I'm like, yes, ma'am. I, I painted that. You know? She's like, oh, my God. This is amazing. You know, this and that. I was, you know, I was like, yeah, well, I hope it raises a bunch of money and this and that. Blah. She's like, oh, what do you want for it? I go, I don't want anything for it. She goes, well, hold on. We didn't give you any of that. I go, no, no I don't want anything. Just take it. Like, yeah. I hope. I mean, to me, like, the whole point of, of donating to a charity is that you want the charity to get a max amount of money. Like I can't be like, well, I want 200 bucks. And if it makes $203, I can't be like, Hey, I feel so good. I raised $3 for that. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, no, like take it all, get as much money as you can. And like, you know, run with it. That's what's up, dude. So then like, I was kind of like, she, it was such a hit. Like, you know, I'm like, Oh man, like I should start doing that. Like maybe I could start like donating paintings Cause like I can't reach in my pocket and give you five hundred bucks, but if I donate a painting and it brings in five or six hundred bucks, like to me that's blows my mind. Yeah, like it. T- it was just I was just sitting in my living room painting, and now this is gonna bring in this much money. So like, um, Brendan Byrne, you know Brendan on the fire department. He yeah. he works with some charities. I remember I did a skyline Chicago skyline with a. Uh, a flag behind it. It was nothing, nothing wild. And I remember uh, I gave it to his charity. I remember he texted me the next day and he was like, dude, you'll never believe this. Like your painting brought in X amount of money. It's now, I can't believe that. It's now like, yeah, no, I can't believe it brought in that much. Like, are you kidding me? Like, what was it like? Were people real liquored up? Like, what, how did they, how did they get that out? He's like, no man. He's like, everyone was talking about like, Holy crap, man. It was so cool. It was such a good feeling. I was like, man, this is wild. Like I want to paint and just give to as many charities as I can mm-hmm. and like see if I 
I could get that reaction. Like that to me was like the coolest feeling ever, you know? Yeah. So like with um, the stash bash every year, like I try to get a painting to the stash bash. So I did a, uh, I have starry night tattooed on my hands. Yep. Um, so I did a starry night uh, with Chicago skyline. Right. And I go to the stash bash because it's such a wild party. It's so much fun, you know? So I remember there was like, it turned into like a bidding war over that painting. And I remember the guy that, he was a West side guy uh, and whoever else was in this bidding war and it's going up and up and up like hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, dude, I'll just paint you another, another one. one. Like, <laughs> will you stop doing this? He's like, no, fuck that. I'm winning this tonight. Like, I don't care who it is. I'll put five on. I'm like, you got to stop, yeah, guy. Right. Like, he was kind of drunk, you know, this and that. Now I'm kind of feeling guilty. But I'm like, no, keep going, man. Like, really? Hey, they need You're, it. They yeah, need yeah it. why not, yeah, right? Exactly. But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'll just, I'll paint you one. Bro. Yeah. Like, it's I'll all good, you another one. Yeah, let them win in. Nah, no, that no, was, no. It was that first competition, one. man. The you know? first one. Yeah, so it, it was cool to see that. So now it's like... I mean, now I, I, I started with, uh, or like after that Marilyn Monroe piece, like I was like, well, you know what? I bet I could do it better. I bet I can make it a little bit better. And then I was so terrified of going from acrylics to oils because oils like that's big time now. Right. That's like me too. That's like <laughs> real, yeah. that's real artist. And I'm not a real artist and only real artists mess with oils, you know, but I got so much, I don't want to say flack, but I got so much like uh, criticism, I guess, in a sense. Uh, I don't want to say negative criticism, but criticism in the sense of uh, I was always working with acrylics that, you know, I was told a few times, like, no one will take you serious as an artist if you only work with acrylics or this and that. It's got to be oil, you know, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to attempt never worked with oils before, right? So uh, I'm like, I'm like, screw it. I'll, I'll try oils, you know? And uh, the, actually the first set of oil painting the oil paint that I got was actually from Fitz from fit. Yeah. Patrick Fitz Morris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy I did a portrait for today. Yeah. Um, and I was actually allergic to the paint. Uh oh. Cause it was so toxic. It's them I was, dyes again. I was in taking yeah. yourself out. Right. I was in, <laughs> I was in my bedroom and I'm like, you know, I've set this, like I put like a, a little a frame ladder up cause I don't have easels or nothing, you know, set it up and I was going to do a rose for my mom. That's uh -huh. what I was going to paint a rose just for my mom, you know, that. and I remember I started painting and I was like, holy crap, I'm sneezing. My nose is all stuffed up. This and that. What the At least hell? it wasn't like, injected into Well, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like a, a allergic reaction expert now. Right. So I go, what the heck? I had to open up the, uh, you know, my windows and stuff, this and that. So I text him. I go, I, I don't know what's up with your paints, man. This and that. And he's like, oh, he's like, I go, why did you get rid of them? Why did your wife get rid of them? He goes, oh, uh, my wife got rid of them because she's allergic to them. I'm like, you gave them to me. I'm allergic to them too, man. You know? So I ended up, I, I ended up getting different oils out there that obviously I'm not allergic to. So I, I took the leap and now I start, I do a lot, most my, I mean, mostly portraits now, but I'll still do some skylines and stuff, whatever subject anybody wants really. But I, I now I've made the shift to all oil. So okay, that's what's up. it's pretty cool. It's cool. To, I saw the Sinatra. To go, yeah. Over the city skyline. Yeah. 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 yeah it's hanging up in my, uh, on my wall. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I it was like, cool piece. Got, yeah. like I said, your, your account is what made me, cause you just so positive. And yeah. so I know a lot now why, well, positive is the, is yeah. the thing. Cause you know, a lot of times we got to push through and get through to the next day and make sure. something happen. Yeah. And for me, at least, seeing you and now knowing this extra story, uh, go along with it. That's like the extra push because it's like if I can't get up and do nothing, 
this dude ain't had no hand. Right. He lost his mom. Right. He almost died a couple of times yeah. from no fault. It wasn't like he was from, out doing anything right, yeah, yeah, crazy. Not, and yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's what you get type of right, situation. Yeah, yeah. He was just living life. Just being here. I just, yeah, yeah. I just existed. But, yeah, it's wild, man. Like And like I said, it's not all sunshines and rainbows and stuff. Like, there definitely was a lot of hard time. There still is. I mean, there's still times where, like, you know, even questioning, you know, what I'm doing with my life now and, and you know, where I'm going with my life and what am I doing and stuff like that. Like, there's still a lot of uncertainty. There's still a lot of, you know, scary thoughts and terror and sense. Like, I mean, it's not all, you know, perfect, but I'm glad that, you know, if you look at my Instagram account, like, that's the only social media I have. So it's I'm glad that you and I are following each other because, like, just seeing that, like, I'm glad that it, it's, it comes off as that because like, that's very important, man. Like I, I need my daily motivation and I need, you know, people that I need to see in my life that in, in inspire me to get up and go. And, you know, we, so to say that, you know, you look at my account and, and see something like that, man, that makes me feel good, dude, you know, because it's important in life to have that. But you're doing an excellent job. Just it's just the thing about it. You said so many things. I was like writing down all this stuff that you said because like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's kind of like life after fire. What do you do outside of fire? What if fire just you know your plan A turns into a different plan? You got to go somewhere else, but value yourself. That stands out to me as so profound because that's what I think a lot of us people don't do and you know we're employees we call ourselves employees um, public safety employees and at the end of the day you have to value what you bring to the table before and the, the other thing made me think about is the airplane always think about you got to help yourself before you help somebody else right yeah so yeah. if you don't value you how right. are you going to expect the people in the public out there to do the same thing right right so that 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 was great I appreciate you coming. Oh, I said I had no. a present for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget that. It's just a word present. But right. <laughs> you, you, keep, you keep saying, you keep alluding to the fact that you're a big, badass oh, yeah, um, fire guy. guy, big, tough oh, yeah, guy. Tough, I man. feel like you are. You had that EF of 11. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, man. And you got hit with the allergen in right. the in the tube. <laughs> you lost all that weight. Yeah. The, the fact that you are around from all of that shows how big of a badass guy that you still are. Not used to be. Right. Not, I'm 33. I'm, uh, no, right, dude, right. you are the epitome of a badass guy. Said uh, 11. Yeah, it was, my EF was 11. And my last, so I, I get my echoes uh, every year and stuff. And my, you know, my blood work is always on point. And uh, obviously I feel amazing. I'm still on, I was on eight medications when I left the hospital. I'm, I'm down to three. Uh, those three I'll be on for my, the rest of my life, which I'm perfectly fine with. But my last EF was uh, 55 to 60, which is normal operating oh, range. Oh, that's where which, Yeah. So you I, were walking around with 11 just out like, here kicking it. Right. Like I should have, I, you know, like, uh, so every cardiologist, and, and this, this impacted me a lot too when I was in the hospital. Every cardiologist said, we don't know why you're alive. And every cardiologist said, you should not be alive. So... Sorry. So hearing that over and over and over, I mean, literally every single cardiologist said, we don't know why you're alive. We don't know why you're here. You should not be here. We don't know why you're alive. People just don't wake up with EFs of 11. You know what I mean? Like that hit me so hard. Like, holy shit, man. Like I, I need to start 
not just valuing myself, but valuing life and valuing every single day I'm here. You know, like I, I get cheesy with like motivational videos and stuff. Like I think we all need motivational videos. Like, I mean, some, you know, people that I love to watch videos are uh, E.T. I love E.T. I love C.T. Fletcher. Like, I mean, he's a little intense and swears mm-hmm. a lot, but he's awesome. Man. He's got a cardiac history. He actually just had a heart transplant himself, you know, so it's like, uh, to relate to somebody and to watch those motivational videos and stuff. And one one thing I one thing I uh, well two two quotes I think about a lot are um, you know one of them is uh, I might screw it up but uh, I'll try to get it right. It's it's someone is laying in a hospital bed, you know, wishing they had the opportunities you had right now. You know what I mean? Like that to me was like impactful for me because I was that guy in the hospital bed, right. thinking about what am I going to do when I'm out. And if I, like a lot, I had, I named a couple of names and I had those people in my life that helped me. And like, to me, I feel like if I, if I gave in to any one of those dark thoughts or any one of those dark days, um, I feel like I would have let everybody down that believed in me, that helped me through those times. And, and one thing that I don't ever want to do to anybody is I don't ever want to disappoint anybody. You know, I think that is so much more than, you know, other things you could do. I think if you, to, at least to me, um, if I don't live the best life I can live, I feel like I'm going to let all those people down that were there for me when I was at rock bottom, that were there for me when I had no money, that were there for me helping me pay my rent when everything was going on with everything, right? Mm-hmm. I had my power turned off. I remember I was sitting in uh, uh, Walgreens, and I, my power went off, right? And the electric company came and shut my power off. And I thought, well, fuck, I got no money, right? I had, at one point, my bank account was frozen, negative 32 cents because of overdraft fee, right? Mm-hmm. So I would have needed $35 for the, you know, $20 overdraft fee to put $15 in my account. And I had nothing, right? And um, I remember I was sitting at Walgreens getting my heart medication, and I text my buddy, and I said, oh, fuck, I... I put off, uh, you know, because of everything that was going on with uh, whatever, um, I put off, I, I couldn't pay my uh, electric bill for a few months. So I sent, or I was texting my buddy, buddy, buddy's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just had to get out of my apartment. My power shut off. I, I'm sitting at Walgreens. Uh, I was paying for my heart medication out of pocket because I didn't have health insurance at the time either. Um, and I go, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. And he goes, well, he goes, send me, send me your... Uh, send me the bill. Let me see the bill. What's the bill? And it was an obnoxious amount of money, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a few minutes later, he, he texted me. He said, I paid your bill for you, you know? And I was like, bro, like, why? You don't have to do that, man. And he's like, no, it's, it's good. Just focus on what you're doing right now. It's all good. Everything's going to be all right, man. So part of all of that was that I just had to always think, like, we're going to get through this and, and life is going to be amazing one day. Right. It's a little, little hiccups right now. Mm-hmm. It's all good, mm-hmm. but you know, truly like, I feel like w- with the energy in your heart, right. I feel like if you put out good energy that you get back good energy. Right. So I just, I always had those thoughts, even on the shittiest days and in the toughest days. Like I thought, I don't want to let the people down that are that are helping me the most and everything's going to be great one day everything's going to be all right one day we're going to get through this and we're going to come out of this the best 
you know, I've ever been. And I don't want to, whatever, I don't want to sound cocky or want to sound whatever, but I mean, like, (laughs) this moment in my life right now, everything could change tomorrow. I mean, everything can change in a heartbeat. But this moment in my life right now is the absolute best I've ever been in my life. Man, I love that. Physically, emotionally, happy, professionally, with my paintings. I mean, like, everything is, it's crazy to think of all the stuff, like telling this whole story, right? It's wild to think of all of this, but then to think of right now, it's, life is fucking amazing, man. I love that. I love that. And I, it's, it's like, I hate to be cheesy and think like, or say like, you know, like you just got to think, you got to think positive. You got to think positive. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be positive. The more positive energy you put out, the the more positive energy comes back. But it's kind of like, it's hard to argue when, you know, I went through all of that and, and my life is awesome right now. Yes. Like I said, it could change in a heartbeat, right? And, and life changes in the blink of an eye. But at this moment right now, I mean, I just got invited to do a podcast with one of my guys from the <laughs> West Side talking about how, like, wildlife can be. Like, yeah. are you kidding me right now? Like, that, yeah. You know, like, that to me is just, like, it's just, it's, that's what you got to do, man. You got to fight through the dark times and think positive and put that good energy out. And, I mean, I think, you know, fuck, man, I'm a, a testament to it that it comes back fivefold. You, you, know? you said something that you said, I don't know what I'm here for. That's exactly what you're here for. Right. You're here to put that positivity out, and hopefully somebody hears this, and it, it just boosts them up and pushes them. Because like you said, somebody may be sitting in the hospital bed thinking right. the same way. Right. So that's what, that's what we're here for. So right. we, can't, we can't go out no. sad, though. We got to go out. Oh, and the other one. Happy. So the other <laughs> quote was, okay. you opened your eyes today when a lot of people didn't. Yep. You know, and like that hit me, too. That that's like, yeah, you're right. I opened my eyes today. So watch this world. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. There you, know? you go. Like, and that's you know. what you show. That's what you show all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, as far as artwork goes, do you do um any commission stuff? Is in any way to get in contact with you for that? Yeah, I mean, I usually just uh I mean the only real social media I have is my Instagram. Um and then uh, aside from like people texting me and calling me or whatever for it is uh really you just send DMs. Do you send a DM? What's the, yeah, what's the, what's the, can we have the name? Or yeah, of course. This it's, is a secret name. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm a, I got a private or a public account. Like okay, so what's, your, what's, what's the handle? It's pretty easy. It's Michael dot Spencer. Dot Spencer. Dot Originals. Dot O-R-I-G-I-N. We're going to put that on the, um. Michael she, Spencer Originals. That's it. I'm with easy. it. Yeah, easy to remember. Dot, if you dot, know my dot. name. Three if dots. You don't, if you don't know my name, then it's hard. But well, Now we got to see the signature. I'm sure that's like extra awesome at the bottom. Mine? Yeah. yeah. You like sign them? So they oh, you got to cool sign them. Yeah. I remember that's what one, I'm saying. one of my first paintings I handed over and I didn't sign it because I like still, I was like, well, I'm not an artist and only artists sign paintings, yeah. right? And the lady lost her mind. Yeah. She was like, where's your signature? Yeah, I go. Oh, I don't know. Do you really want me to sign it? Nah. She's like, Oh my god! All artists sign that. You have to sign that, otherwise I'm not taking. Oh yes, ma'am. You gotta, go, you're right. You got to sit around and well, practice well, that. Yeah, but now well, it's got to be the same every time. Every single so, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's it's okay. pretty it's pretty similar. But yeah. Anything yeah, Anything else you want to go out on? Anything no, I, happy you want to say? I think I've said enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna say I think this is my my favorite episode. I, it's my favorite episode too. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. Honest to God, I will say one last thing. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. Thank you so much for being a firefighter and first responder and 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 putting your body and life on the line. And where you're at now, you big time. Big time. I, I won't yeah. say all of that. No. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. You're top of the line. Man. It was a lot of hard work. Yeah. But well, of course. Yeah. And you deserve it. You deserve where you're at. And you deserve everything from that and where you started and where we were on the west side, man. Like, you deserve where I you're at I still miss now. that. I still miss it over there. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're in different. a better spot. You know? You got to think about the long term of the career. Yes. The long like that, term. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you're skyrocketing up there, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming out. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. This was awesome. All right. Oh, that was so great. (laughs) I hope so. No, no hope to it. That was, that was, that was, no. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How was that, Daddy?